Roundtable portion of Table Radio. This week, Andy, Josh, and Laura continue our discussion on New Year, Same Me. The struggle is real. Enjoy! We usually have a liturgy. We have a script, but we don't. We always have a liturgy. Yeah. Can we do this unscripted? I don't know. Scary. (laughs) We can, and we will. The Lord be with you. And And also also with with you. you. Oh, we know that part. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Oh, God, make speed to save us. Oh, Oh, Lord, Lord, make make haste haste to help help us. God, we give you thanks for... um, we give you thanks for tonight and for um, for this community, for the ways that you have um, been with us through a dark night and continue to be with us. And as we think about um, a new year and new hopes and new dreams, would you continue to root us in your words and draw us towards yourself? In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get to talking. I think this is very interesting discussion that was started last time. Right through to talking. Yeah, discussing because we have Laura here. That's me, and she's just a thrill. She's just a thrill. (laughs) Thank you. I'll take it. I'll take it. (laughs) All right. So last time, I believe I spoke. Nice. If I recall correctly. Let me pull out my notes. <laughs> I think we we started out by looking at 2021, <laughs> New Year, but same year, boo. It's new now, Year, same Josh. <laughs> new yeah. Year, same surprise, Josh. Surprise. <laughs> but then we got to put all kinds of focus on Jesus and uh, his words to Nicodemus about the requirement of of seeing the kingdom of God, the place where God dwells, where he rules and reigns, where he's especially present. And, um, and it requires a new birth, is what Jesus says. Then we jump to Paul, where he says, those in Christ attached to Jesus are a new creation. And the old has passed. It's in the rearview window. He's very positive about it. And then... We looked at Romans, Paul speaking to the Romans or writing to the Romans saying, well, yeah, but the reality now, right now, is that we have, the struggle is real. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the struggle is real. There's this new creation, but then there's this old creation. And they're at war to such an extent that even the things that a person wants to do, sabotage Mm. by the old self. So he says, what are we supposed to do? We're just caught in the middle in this internal struggle. Then we kept looking at Paul, and he jumps to Ephesians and says, well, look, let's put off the old stuff, take on, put on the new stuff. So all the things that had to do with the old manner of, of things, lay that aside and take, put on the new creation in its attachment to Jesus Christ. And I think I referred to the shadow a bit in the Enneagram Yes. All that old self, old creation stuff, that's the shadowy places. Those are the places where the goodness and the greatness are, are inverted and focused on ourselves and our own selfishness. So we can take good things, like um, the desire to be healthy, for example, mm. and make that all about yourself. And somehow other people will get the shaft because, well, you're all about yourself and living your best life. But really, the Christian way is about 
seeing some fulfillment in Christ and becoming better in attachment to Jesus so that you may serve other people. Yeah, others are blessed through it. Others are blessed. Now, so there's a couple ways we want to go. I know Andy was really interested in talking about the authentic self. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. Laura's, and I've asked both of them to give me their three things, right? Something Mm -hmm. to to put on, something Mm -hmm. to put off, and something to to wear with them again through 2021. Um, So where should we start? I don't know. I, well, the, the authentic self stuff was interesting to me because that is very, you see that everywhere right now. How do, how do I bring my best self? Yes. How do I bring my authentic self? Maybe those two things are the same. Maybe they're different. But it strikes me hearing you talk last week about the being born again, putting on a new self, putting on Christ, that that might, that's, might strike some of us a bit off culturally, wider in our cultural moment, because we, there is this hyper, tend maybe a hyper focus on what is my authentic self and how do I celebrate who I am and that sort of thing. And I think there's some really good things there because it's, we would affirm creation is good, God has made us good. Um, but then it seems when you talk about like the shadow side with Paul and the new creation and putting on Christ, it seems to also push against some of that idea that, that we're putting on, we're meant to put on a different mindset than maybe the one that we have or that mm. we grew up with or, mm. you know. So I think there's some interesting things there and some tension there between, wait, am I searching for my authentic self in, or am I putting on Christ? Or are somehow those two things the same thing? Yeah, it lacks a little bit of complexity in discussing things because when you're talking about the authentic self from a Christian point of view, there is such a thing. Um, yeah, so it gets really confusing. Yeah. And I've had so many conversations about this, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> like, it's absolutely nuts. I've had some, like, heated arguments about this. Because when people want to talk about their true self, they're talking mm. about, what, the best parts of them? Right. Okay, not. but so what's the false self? Was that, but that's not you? Hmm. Right. But it, but is it wasn't somebody else doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah. I think part of the authentic self is badness, yeah. speaking personally. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not always nice. I'm not always I like, yeah, I want to win sometimes at all costs. That's, mm-hmm. there's some very unflattering things I think are part of who I am. It's authentically yeah. me. Yeah. It's just Josh being Josh, you know. Totally. Laura? <laughs> Yeah, Laura, let's talk about the authentic authentic self. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, I think, yeah, I don't have very much to add other than when you said authentic self and true self. Is that what you had said earlier? You use those terms. Best self. Best self interchangeably. And that's what I thought of because your authentic self doesn't mean your best self. Your authentic self is when I envision somebody who has house guests and you and the house guests stay with you for like a week. They see your oh, authentic they see self. The real Laura. They see oh, the right. real you. Like I don't know why. I and they're thrilled. That. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember like staying with people for long periods of time, and I often indulge myself in the enneagram. And I'm a seven, so I like have this beautiful vision of what someone's like. And you're like, oh, I love them so much. They're perfect. And then you stay with them for a week or something, and you're like, hmm, 
oh, your perfectionist looks a little different, prolonged, yeah. you know? And then, so it's the authentic and, um, and the, oh, what was the other term you used again? I can't remember. Best. Best. Yeah. They're different. They're not true. Yeah. It's not the best self. Or if the idea is to pursue being authentic, you need to understand that there is going to be bad in with it. Because that's what we are. Mm. We're sinners. Yeah, we're frail, we're broken. Yeah. We've got blind spots we don't yeah. see. Yeah. And if you're your best authentic self, you need to have grace because people are sinners. Like it means that we we are bad, but we also have so much grace to offer people. Because we like their authenticity for the most part. Yeah. But it comes with bad. <laughs> so we have yeah. grace. And that seems yeah. seems simple in some ways. Yeah. We connected to this, you and I were talking backstage. Behind the scenes, <laughs> off camera, <laughs> about how um, how there is sort of this this idea of like taking on a taking on a persona, yeah, like putting on putting on Christ as an mm. idea, like oh well, who is Jesus? And now, according to the gospel, I have access to to his person mm. and to into being like him, and and that's what Paul and other New Testament writers are calling us to do: is you were like this. But now you are to be like that, to take on this new self. And it's like taking on a role, whether it's in your job or, or, or anything. You put on your uniform and like you have to be this. And you can, you can do that for, for a time. And it's, it's kind of like that idea of we can take on a new way of being. It almost seems like some of these, um, some of Paul's writings and other New Testament writings are calling us to. It's like, we can do that. We have access to that, and God gives us power to do that, to to be like Jesus, to take on some of His character and some of His His likeness. Yeah. It's interesting that Paul and and Jesus, even by appealing to a new birth at all, is setting up kind of two different poles. There's an old, and there's a new. And those are two realities. So I think there's an authentic self apart from Christ, and there's the authentic mm. self mm. with Christ. And those are two different things, mm -hmm. but not as radically different as you might think, because I'm pretty cunning. Uh, like, I used to cheat on my tests all the time in high school, like all the time. Really? And I would always get better Sorry. grades than the people I cheated off of, because Ooh. I would know where they were wrong. I so. Wow. I can craft, I Depth. can work my way through systems. That's what something was good. That was, that was authentically me. Yeah. And I walk with some people who, are, who think I'm too hard on myself. And they're like, no, no, no. No, trust me. That was, that was me. <laughs> I feel like you <laughs> so, need to be in like a crime novel or something. That's good. Yeah. Ooh. But in the best version of that, so the, the, the attached to Christ version of that, mm -hmm. I can see where there are problems. I'm really good at, being critical right. in a positive way, not just a, always critiquing in a critical totally. and a negative way. Yeah. I can see, well, that's not quite right. How might I make it better? And so it leads to sort of a collaborative element when I want it to, mm -hmm. when, it, when it's really working. Mm -hmm. You can see through Christmas Eve specials and podcasts, like yes. this is like, how can we take the best of or yeah. other people's music and adapt it for our purposes, right? Totally. Add our own form of beauty into it. That's a, that's, that's authentically me as well. Mm. So, um, Elaine Poutney, the woman who like transformed my soul by being like the hands and voice of Jesus in my life, she would talk about um, how God takes 
what we have, the brokenness, and he, he redeems it to make it something that forwards um, the gospel, basically. So one thing was very similar. I was very critical of people in my teens and my younger adult life. And she said, God's going to redeem that. And he has. And now I have a very strong, um, like a healthy judge of character. So I no longer use that critical eye on people for negative to like make snide remarks or witty jokes that are a little digging. But um, though I still have the power to do that, <laughs> it's now it's more I have a very strong sense of judgment and can and can kind of see the good in people and um, see the wholeness of people and the details of people that other people might miss. Does that make sense? Yep. It's like how God's redeemed it. He doesn't transform us by giving us brand new skills, but he takes what we already have in our humanness and refines it to make it holy. So it's not like I'm going to have red hair all of a sudden. I'm still going to have the same hair. It's just real good. <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's like, a, yeah, it's not a huge different transformation. I mean, some people it might be, it might be a radical one. You hear people who are like in prison and then they're saved and they're holy afterwards, but um, sometimes it's just a little more simple. I think it's probably all complex in the, yeah, in the sense that it is a radical transformation. But to your point, somebody else has said this, the, the phrase grace fulfills nature. Mm. So there is a way in which we are created and made and formed mm -hmm. socially and, and through circumstance. And then some of those go down rabbit holes and go sideways. Yeah. But when God grabs a hold of us, he can take those things and He fulfill, the grace fulfills the nature. It mm -hmm. transforms them. It redirects them. Mm -hmm. So you might have been a very judgmental, let's say, mm -hmm. growing up. Yeah, definitely. But as attached to Christ and with the presence and the power of the Spirit with you, that becomes discernment. Yes, yeah. But I bet, if I was to guess... I would bet money that you still struggle with being judgmental sometimes. Always. <laughs> so if you don't have enough information. Yeah, yeah. It, going from discernment to judgmentalism is, is totally. a quick shift. Yes, it? and I have learned to recognize that in myself like, and let go of those judgments that I have of people I don't know, and I have to give them space and freedom to be people I don't know. Like, you know when you make a judgment about somebody, this is kind of a sidetrack. You put them in a box really fast. Yep. And so to pull them out of the box, I say, wait, I don't know that person. Like, you know, who cares? I don't know them. They're jaywalking. Power be to you to jaywalk or whatever, you know? I jaywalk. Sorry. Okay, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> you also cheated on your test. I'm yeah, judging you for exactly. that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, you remove the idea that you have the right or entitled to judge someone. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I might. On your bad Who's days, say? Yeah, let's say. <laughs> Totally. So is that enough of the authentic self, Andy? Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, let's get some practical it. stuff here. So I had taken my three things. The one to take mm. off, to leave behind, was a chair because I've been that's sitting good. down so much. And being inactive has not been helpful for me on several different levels. So I figured if I could just be standing more. Yeah. Even if I'm doing work at a standing desk, it's a different posture for me, so I'm less likely to just sit there for four hours straight, for example, wow. and lose Good. myself yeah. in different projects or news or useless YouTube videos. So take off the chair, number one. Second one is put on some walking shoes. Mm. So that's the replacement. Put off and then put on. 
And because when I walk, I think about things, I perseverate. I probably look like a crazy person. As I'm walking around just like, doo -doo 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 -doo, I just can't, I'm very mobile that way. And then the third thing was, what am I going to take with me? I feel mm -hmm. like over this pandemic, it's been a bit of a creative renaissance for me. So I'm, I'm going to keep doing that. Great. That Might as well. Good. So now what about you all? Give a template or give some examples for other people. You go first. Me? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah, I, um, I, the thing I thought of leaving behind in 2020 is um, anxiety specifically around being enough and doing enough. Mm. Um, and if, if you know me, you probably, you probably wouldn't, maybe necessarily think of me as an anxious person, but I do, I do have anxiety, and I, but it's more, I usually deal with it internally, so it doesn't, I don't wear my anxiety. You bottle out. it out. Yeah, 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 I keep, I, I shove it down. Um, then no, it I, explodes <laughs> on me. No, yeah. just really? kidding. Yeah, yeah. the scenes, off yeah. camera. Yeah. Once okay. every three or four months, Josh really, no. Um, no, I, I do, I deal with it internally. I use, I used, I have to take, it takes a lot of energy hmm. um, to, to process it. Um, but but learning to to let some of those things go because it does the anxiety around those things do not do not help me or those around me they they almost invariably make things worse mm. and so learning how to leave leave specifically anxiety in general but anxiety around those things um, behind and connected to that for the the taking with me or the putting on is. Um, a, a renewed focus around being rooted in God's words hmm. and that those two kind of go hand in hand for me of, of being reminded of identity, being reminded of the things that you're talking about, about what are we putting on, putting on Christ's mindset. Um, I think of the example in Philippians 2 that we've talked about a lot at the table of, of Christ was in the form of God but not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he emptied himself mm -hmm. and saying, well, Jesus can do that, who was like, you know, was up here and goes ob obedience to the point of death on a cross, then it gives, it shifts a mindset for not being fueled by selfish ambition and, and conceit, but, um, but changing that mentality of, of looking out for others and those sorts of things. So, so rooting in God's words helps combat the anxiety. Those two mm. kind of go hand in hand for me. And then for something new is something we've looked at as a community that Josh charged us in August, but wanting to apply that more personally to myself in my own life is doing fewer things with greater focus. Mm. So being really disciplined around, the, Katie and I are both similar in this way, although we process it very differently. We have eyes bigger than our stomach. We have more ideas than we can possibly fit into multiple lifetimes <laughs> um, and we want to do that you know mm -hmm. this season mm -hmm. so so being really I think discipline for me is like no it's going to be these few things I'm going to try to do them really well at work with family those sorts of things and, and try to keep other things at bay right, and, right. And, and aside for a season that's really that's kind of that idea spoken to me this last 48 hours Great. <laughs> it's a rich 48 hours. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a good reflective <laughs> yeah. good. couple of days for me. So. Nice. Laura. Um, mine, so I guess I didn't really think about the fact that if I leave something behind in 20, 
20 that I have to put on the, the, I have to fill that habit with something else. I didn't really think of that connection, but I got something. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then I remember what I'm bringing with me. So we're good. We're good. good. So what I'm leaving behind is, um, screen time, similar to what you're talking about, Josh, mindless screen time or like rogue entertainment for strictly entertainment sake. I also have this love of learning, which usually takes place of like, it's not like interesting learning. It's like, oh, so if I decided to go skiing next year and I need to save up for skis, I should go Google how much skis cost. And so I'll like Google skis cost. And then I'll be like, oh, well, I should Google how much poles cost. And then I just like, oh, I should probably Google how to ski. Mm. And it's like this, like 45 to like four <laughs> hours later, I'm like prepared, but I haven't really done anything because I still have a year to go. So I'm just going to avoid... Um, wasting time this whole 2020 i've been learning about wasted time and how precious time is and so getting rid of the wasted time on screens and replacing that with um um a healthy leisure life (laughs) so i'm reading this book or i'm listening to this book called digital minimalism and so the writer who i should really know the name of cole somebody talks about how we lack um like a healthy leisure life because we're so full of tech and screens that we actually don't know how to relax and enjoy our downtime anymore. So I've started playing solitaire. That's my first, like I was gifted a deck of cards from Graham, so I use those. And then I have a puzzle now from him too. And prayer and being bored. As a energetic person, I fear being bored, but I am going to indulge myself in being bored. And um, play music, hopefully, or like... I don't know, do my nails. I literally think maybe that's what I'll do. But it will be something versus looking up skis I don't need um, yet. And then what I'm bringing with me from 2020, is that right? That's the last one? Yep. Is silence. I feel like I was indulged with quiet in 2020, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I am, as an elementary school teacher, Ooh. I don't get, I have like six hours of excitement and noise. And I feel like the Grinch, all the noise, noise, noise. And so I used to listen to music. Lots of people, I've lived with people at the table. No, I used to listen to music constantly in my downtime. I no longer do that. And I just like enjoy peace and quiet and my neighbor's dog barking, which doesn't even bother me because it's just a little bit of noise. It's great. I'm taking that silence. I'm going to keep going with it. That's good. Yeah. It's helpful. Yeah, I think so. I think it sparks prayer. I like yeah. to think it does. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, no, a lot of us are a bit cynical about New Year's resolutions and all. Yeah. This is just kind of a time to reset. The same with the fall, though. It was yeah. September mm-hmm. tends to be a time to think about new things, new commitments. The Christian life is one of constant change because God is active and dynamic and calls us to love, mm. both to relate to him in love, both to receive love from him and give love to him. And then within that setting, we are transformed to love and to serve those around us. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if we've got kinds of errors and blind spots, we, we're actively asking for God to change us and transform us. He will do it. This is the thing that he will answer. Mm. But it comes at a lot of pain. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say whether you like it or and not. And finding the edges <laughs> and the limits of your own love and your insecurities. And if you pray for patience, you'll get a barking dog mm-hmm. next door. If you, mm-hmm. 
I need to be more quiet. Well, it's going to give you a whole lot of quiet. I mean, there's a whole, whole bunch of ways in which he does it. Mm-hmm. But he will answer that prayer. So let me just read one bit of scripture. From I know we're kind of walked through some things. We're approaching the end of this. But it's at the end of 2 Corinthians 5 going into chapter 6 where Paul is talking about in 5 verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Then he starts talking about uh, Christ reconciling us, which we talked about last time, bringing us into union, closing the gap between us and him. And then at the very end, he says, this is beginning of chapter 6, he says, working together with him. Hmm. We appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Let's just focus that first bit. That this is not just a point of you throwing some darts at a dartboard and figuring out, like, what are the new things you're going to resolve to do this Mm -hmm. year? Mm -hmm. But it's a conversation with Jesus himself. But where would he have you go? Hmm. And what would he have you commit to? For the sake of love, not just for the sake of self-improvement. And he says, I appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain, for he says, this is Paul quoting scripture, in a favorable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Here's what Paul says, behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacle in, any, in anyone's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry, with our service. Do we need to pause? Good. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. By great endurance, he says, in afflictions, in hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, Mm -hmm. hunger. That's worse than my life right now during pandemic. For like for sure. Hunger is definitely not my issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a, all the time. And I know for some people it, it's it's approaching this level of severity, but for most of us, many of us, yeah. it's it's not as bad as Paul had it. He's no. saying, Here no. is the day. This is the mm-hmm. time. He says, As servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by all of these things and by purity, by knowledge, by patience by kindness, the Holy Spirit, genuine love, by truthful speech, and the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise. We are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold We live as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing yet possessing everything. Mm. It's pretty awesome. Mm. Paul has access to a wealth that no one can take from him. And that is that union, that reconciliation with Christ himself. And if he can have that, 
back then, then that is also accessible to us in greater physical wealth hmm. and affluence that we have, even in pandemic. And this is the occasion, too, by which we press into Christ and, and, and take hold of Christ himself through his spirit. Now, why don't you pray for us while I go get the guitar? Good idea. So, God, we give you thanks again for this gift, gift of new life, new creation, of um, access to, to you, to your goodness, and to a wealth that is beyond measure and to things prepared that are beyond our imagination that we don't even know to ask for. And that is a, a picture of your goodness and your grace and your mercy and love towards us. Would you help us to set our minds on such things in this season? And in doing so, would you transform us, transform our minds and our imaginations, our, our hearts and our whole selves, we may know you, and we may share you with others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to Table Radio, an extension of the life of the Table Church, a community in Victoria, BC. Our mission together is to love God, love each other, and to love and bless our neighbors so that we may see Christ revealed in common life. Music for this episode provided by Richard Charter and can be found at richardchartermusic.com. To learn more about our community, please go to tablechurch.ca.